It's been said that a business is only as strong as its weakest location. You know that your branch offices, retail locations, and distribution centers are at the forefront of your business, creating revenue and driving customer experience every day. That's why Comcast Business has built solutions that are uniquely positioned to empower all your locations with a robust network and applications that help them operate as seamlessly as HQ. Learn more about how to get all your locations up to speed at ComcastBusiness.com slash enterprise. What's news from the Wall Street Journal? Top stories and timely insights. I'm Anne-Marie Fertoli in New York. The U.S. and China are reportedly in talks about a trade solution after a week of trading tariff threats. We'll have more on that in just a moment. But first, these news headlines. More fallout for Russia over the poisoning of a former Russian spy and his daughter in the United Kingdom. The attack left both of them in critical condition. The U.S. is now expelling 60 Russian intelligence officers as a result of the attack, which Western nations say was likely carried out by Russia. Canada, Germany, Poland and other EU nations are taking similar action. Facebook, which is already under fire for its handling of user data, says it logs phone call and messaging histories of some Android users who have synced their operating systems to their phone contacts. Facebook said the opt-in feature allows it to see when calls and texts were made or received, but that it cannot see the content of those messages. The company says it never sells data. Sharpie's parent company lost millions of dollars in sales in a battle with Office Depot. Newell Brands stopped shipping the markers and other writing utensils to the company, claiming Office Depot wasn't spending what it agreed on to promote Newell products. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. The company said it lost 10 percent in fourth quarter sales, but says the dispute has since been resolved. CBS's 60 Minutes interview with former adult film actress Stormy Daniels gave the news magazine its largest audience in 10 years. More than 21 million people watched Anderson Cooper's interview with Daniels. In it, she detailed an alleged sexual encounter with President Trump and alleged threats to keep quiet. Clifford said she accepted a $130,000 payment from Trump's personal attorney because she was afraid for her family's safety. Up next, the U.S. and China seek a more diplomatic solution to trade. This is What's News from The Wall Street Journal. You've heard it a million times. Location, location, location. Well, that's because location's important. And it's the reason this ad, targeted at you, isn't located before a podcast about the history of ice dancing. If you own a business, you know the importance of location, which is why you need a realtor, a member of the National Association of Realtors, a real estate expert who can help you find the perfect location to grow. So get what your business needs. Get Realtor. Thanks for listening. The U.S. and China may be headed to a more diplomatic solution when it comes to trade. The Wall Street Journal reports that the two nations are now negotiating after a war of words and competing threats of new tariffs. Joining me now from Washington is Wall Street Journal senior editor Bob Davis. Bob, there's certainly been a lot of bluster on both sides in the past few days, with each country proposing tariffs on the other's imports. But at the same time, officials from China and the U.S. have been quietly talking. What do we know? Well, as you say, I mean, there are talks uh, underway. They're keeping them very quiet. But the U.S. has uh, put together a list of requests from China that have to do with 
opening up the uh, auto market, the financial services market, semiconductors, and some others that we that we don't know. And the Chinese are mulling their response. So it's it's a positive sign, but there's a long way to go from you know from early negotiations to some sort of deal. What do we know so far about the talks? You mentioned that there are a list of demands or things that both countries want here. How difficult is it going to be to reach common ground? Oh, it'll be very difficult. I mean, the history of U.S.-China relations, economic relations are, you know, like kids fighting, you know, in a schoolyard. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. This administration was said that it was going to take a different path and not to engage on the particulars of, you know, this tariff line and that tariff line and fighting over 5% equity cap here and 6% equity cap there because they felt that it took too long and the Chinese never really delivered. And if they delivered some market opening, they close the market in some other way. But I think inevitably, that's what happens. Inevitably, you wind up with a very detailed negotiations, which can take a long time. And the U.S. is talking about imposing tariffs. Now, they've given themselves some wiggle room, but you know, you're talking about maybe a couple of months from now, the tariffs would come due. And so they're trying to truncate the negotiations. It's just hard to tell whether they'd be able to manage something significant in that time frame. Bob, we certainly saw some tumultuousness last week with fears over a trade war rattling U.S. markets. What pushed officials to seek a more diplomatic solution? I think they were always planning a more diplomatic solution. I think, you know, uh, understandably, when the United States threatens tariffs on, you know, imports of $60 billion worth of goods, that's going to get a lot of attention. The other part of that was restrictions on Chinese investment that didn't get as much attention, but those are significant, significant penalties. And so, of course, they're going to get a lot of attention. You know, what was overlooked, as I say, is that, you know, they didn't impose them immediately. They gave themselves a couple of months to sort of induce the Chinese to negotiations. And the Chinese, you know, they want to head off a trade fight with the U.S. as best they can also. So there's commonality of interest there to actually, you know, not just hit each other over the head with tariffs, but to come up with a deal. And Bob, do you think these negotiations, you mentioned a a little bit that they may go beyond trade. Are the U.S. and China hoping for other changes as well? And could they stand to benefit in other ways? The U.S. is certainly hoping for other changes. I mean, the part of what the U.S. objects to are, you know, the trade restrictions and and, uh, formal and informal. But the other things that they look at are investment Restrictions. So, for instance, if you're a uh, big U.S. company in autos, generally you have to start a, you have to um, enter the Chinese market with a joint venture. And then there's lots of stories about how the Beijing government, not formally but informally, will pressure the U.S. company to transfer its leading technology to its Chinese partners. That has nothing to do with tariffs. Has nothing usually to do with written regulations, but it's you know it's a fact of life for companies in China, so they want to get at that as well. So that's what the U.S. wants. From the Chinese point of view, it's not as if the Chinese don't recognize that they need to open their markets. They do. It's just it's difficult. I mean, we we sometimes underestimate the political issues that 
leaders in China face as well. We're not the only one with politics. We're not the only ones where, you know, local industries can try to block changes in, in national policy. China has the same issues. So they talk about opening their markets further. They know they need foreign investment and foreign technology. And, you know, it's just it's a question of how much do they want to open it and to the degree they open their markets, does it hurt their domestic companies? So they have to weigh those, you know, weigh those considerations as well. Wall Street Journal senior editor Bob Davis joining us from Washington. Thank you so much, Bob. Sure. And that's What's News. I'm Anne-Marie Fertoli in New York for The Wall Street Journal.